Hello and welcome to Reader's Book Corner. I'm your host, Teresa Beasley, and today we are discussing Deadly Secrets by Julie M. Scott. This is a young adult mystery about a typical high school party at an abandoned campground that goes wrong especially when they find a body in one of the cabins. Now, like I said, there is a party in the woods by an abandoned campsite. Everybody's having a good time. And then two of the teenagers there, Whitney and Tyler, decide to go explore. Well, let's put it like this. Whitney Whitney wanted to explore. Tyler just kind of went along with it. (laughs) So they go explore, and they end up finding Ella, who is another student, dead in one of the cabins. So now while this is going on, we we get into the conversation with Brooklyn and her ex-boyfriend. So Brooklyn runs into her ex-boyfriend, Sean. They have a tit for tat, they have some words, and her old friend, Grayson, comes up to help her out and kind of helps her get rid of Sean. So Sean, basically, he's been drinking, Um, he's feeling good, and he's just, for the shenanigans and so he ends up getting just fed up and he uh, he gets fed up for not getting her attention so then he just kind of basically walks away so now that leaves brooklyn and grace in there and they're talking in conversation when they hear this scream somebody screams so they go toward the screen to try to find out what's going on now when they go explore the screen they meet up with whitney and tyler and whitney and tyler's like oh my god we found ella ella's body's in the cabin so then brooklyn and grayson go to see what they're talking about and they see ellen and it's just like gross and so they're like oh man um we got to get some help so Brooklyn is like, I didn't even want to come to this party, so I don't even know why I'm here right now, but we're just going to go with this, but we're going to have to get some help. So Brooklyn, she kind of can't let it go, so they start heading back toward the campground area where the party is to get some help. Now, Ashley is also um, friends with Brooklyn and Whitney. They're all best friends, and Ashley is still at the party. She's partying. She doesn't see them. So she's like, have you seen Whitney? You know, and she goes to look for them and they end up, she ends up finding them and realizes that Ella has been murdered because they kind of tell her, you know, we found Ella. She's in the cabin. She's dead. And so the police are called. Um, the police speaks to everyone and things continue on from there. Now, Brooklyn is like, I want to know who did this and why. Um, So she feels like she's just going to investigate everything because, like I said before, she can't let it go. She's like, why was Ella in that part of the campground? It's an abandoned campsite, so why would she even be over there by the cabins? Why wasn't she here at the party with everybody? Did anybody see her walk away from the campground, um, from the party that everybody was at? I mean, who does she go in there with? I mean, because you got to go through the woods and go down the path to get to this abandoned campsite thing and to where the cabins are and she's like you know did anybody see her walk off with anybody did anybody follow her did anybody see anybody follow her so she's like you know she can't let it go she wants to know why this has happened and who's responsible for it so grayson decides he's going to help her with her investigation and it's kind of because he has feelings for her which he's had since they were kids but just never told her he had the all the feels And so Brooklyn acts like she doesn't know that he has feelings for her. 
and like she would never be with her especially when she's around her friends when she's around Ashley and Whitney she acts like oh my god Grayson I would never be with him so she acts like she doesn't like him that she don't want to be around him but then when she's not with her friends it's a totally different story she's all in Grayson's face so she she basically doesn't want to admit that she's crushing on him too and she's into him too and that she's kind of had this little thing with him since they were young too they just never told each other when they were younger and they were growing up that they like kind of had the hots for each other so now brooklyn and grayson they start questioning people together um you know they're going to the different people that was at the party they're kind of like snooping doing a little bit of that and they're meeting up together so they can swap notes and kind of go over everything that they found out and it's kind of they kind of become this little investigative team which i thought was so adorable now brooklyn is keeping all this from her friends she's not telling allison and you know um their other friend ashley that she's doing this little investigation stuff with him she's not telling either one of them because for one she don't want to hear the crap that they're going to say grayson's this grayson's that you know he's a womanizer and she's just like i don't want to hear that you know we're really getting into this investigation so i just don't want to hear their stuff about grayson so but what brooklyn doesn't know is that Whitney and Ashley are doing their own little investigating. They're investigating, trying to find out why Brooklyn's acting so weird. They know something's up, but they're just not quite sure what it is. So they're trying to find out themselves on what she is up to. Now, Brooklyn and Grayson go to um, this frat party that um, Ella used to talk to this guy named Bradley. And they go to the frat party because, the, for one, they know Bradley's going to be there. They know he used to date Ella. And they want to ask him a couple questions about him and Ella and the relationship and what happened. So, I think at the time that Bradley was seeing Ella, Ella was also seeing a guy named Luke. And Luke is the main suspect in her murder. So, everybody thinks that, that Luke was the one that killed her. But, they also, Brooklyn and Grayson kind of think it could be Bradley. That did it but you know they're trying to keep an open mind and say okay we need to talk to luke we also need to talk to bradley so they go to this frat party to talk to bradley they do get to talk to him but then um he makes some side comments and they leave so brooklyn's outside grayson goes out to her you know to be like you know are you okay and she's like i'm kind of thinking that bradley might be the one to do that did it but then they find out that at the party they find him dead. So Bradley, while they're outside, something happens inside the house, uh, the frat party house. And everybody's like, oh my God, Bradley's dead. So then they go back in there and here, they, here he is laid out. Bradley's dead. So they're like, oh, <laughs> take him off the list because he definitely didn't do it. So <clears throat> now this throws them off because they had Luke, they had Bradley, and now Bradley's taken out of the picture so brooklyn's like okay did luke do this now while they're at this party bradley does um not bradley but luke does talk to brooklyn about things because you know he's really sad his girlfriend he just found out his girlfriend's dead and he's just trying to to deal with it and he's tired of everybody pointing their fingers at him so he's kind of like emotional and all that so she talks to him at this party but he decides later on that he wants to talk to her alone so Brooklyn's like, I'm kind of starting to believe that possibly Luke could have done this. But if he really cared and loved Ella like he said he did, 
would he really have done it? So she's just like confused about that on whether he's the one that did it or not. So she decides to go talk to Luke by herself. And Grayson is like, I don't think it's a good idea. Let one of us go with you. But she's like, no, I could take care of myself. And she decides to go talk to Luke. Now, Grayson, Whitney, and Ashley follow Brooklyn when she goes to go talk to Luke because it's a little ways out. Um, they just want to make sure that she's safe and they just, you know, you know, the kind of in case something happens, they're there to help her. Now, while they're snooping, Whitney and Grayson kind of get a little bit closer as Brooklyn is talking to Luke. And at, while they're snooping, Ashley's waiting at the car, but something happens. And as they're coming back toward the car to get back to the car, they find Ashley is hurt and she's like knocked out on the ground and they have to take her to the hospital. And then things just start to unravel after this. Um, there's some secrets that are revealed. There's a little bit of action that happens. And, you know, they're still going through their checklist of the suspects that they have. They're still asking questions. But then when some secrets start coming out, it's like, okay, things start to, they start to piece things together. Like piece one, you know, two and two together. And they realize, okay, maybe it's, it wasn't Bradley because he did die. Um, now Ashley's gotten hurt and maybe there's something else to this than what we're thinking it is. And maybe Luke is involved in it, but until we know for sure, we can't really, you know, go to the cops or say anything. So they're still going to continue to research everything. Um, but the secrets that become um, revealed, there is some straight shenanigans going on in this school. And I think the school is like Riverside High, I think it's called. But Riverside High, there is shenanigans going on at this school. <laughs> and I was wondering the whole time I was reading this book that where was the parents? <laughs> There's like no parents for these students. It's like they're either their parents are on vacation, on a vacation trip, or they're on a business trip, or they're away from the house. But you don't hear anything about these people, these kids' parents. And I'm like, okay, who's watching these kids? Who's like making sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing because this is kind of hilarious but before i talk about that um to me this was a really good it was a it was a really good mystery um and it had a lot of twists and turns there was a but i will say there was a lot of characters to keep up with um but even though it was you know several you know students that you're in points of view that you're you're reading it still flowed the book still flowed. I was able to keep up with everything. I was able to keep up with each character. I was able to connect with the characters. And I enjoyed Brooklyn and Grayson's investigative strategies and then working together um, to put the clues together. They had like this cool chemistry, which they had back in the day if they would have just acknowledged it. But now the, I will say with those two though, with Brooklyn and Grayson, the back and forth like they may get together they may not get together yeah they're gonna get together no they're not gonna get together that was getting on my nerves now i like them working together to investigate asking the questions um you know kind of confronting things but that back and forth stuff with them that got on my nerves and i also like the red herons in this book the author like sets up the story to the point where you're going to be pointing the finger at Luke and Grayson and Brad. I mean, even Grayson was on the suspect list. I mean, I had him on my suspect list because of, 
you know, how he is and how people perceive him in the book, you think, okay, well, he, he's done some, you know, bad things. He is at the party selling drugs, pills and stuff. So that doesn't look good. Um, he is, he's been known to be a womanizer. And now he's just trying to convince Brooklyn that he only likes her. And I'm like, you know what, dude? So, I, I mean, now the three guys, Grayson, Luke, and Bradley, I didn't believe they killed Ella. I thought it was somebody else. But, um, granted, the person I thought it was, was not the person. But that's cool. I enjoyed the journey. Um, now this, this book does give a clear picture of high school foolishness. The shenanigans that students will get into. Um, you know how, like, students are, they're looked up like in a hierarchy um the popular kids then you got the middle kids and then you got the you know the different classes of kids and the different activities that they do and the different their mindsets that was apparent in this book because these kids was about the shenanigans and the foolishness you know there's one thing i didn't understand though like i see it was i just didn't understand why no parents was mentioned in the book i don't remember there ever being a parent that you know, came to the police station or came and said, I'm taking you home because this has just gotten out of hand or anything like that. It was like the parents was like on trips or they were unavailable. So I just thought that was kind of weird, but it did not affect the storyline at all. I'm sure some people that read this book probably missed that, but it just, it was just one thing that I just noticed. So, but that's not to say that the book is not good because it is good. I mean, it does keep your interest. So that, I just thought it was weird that there was no parents like watching over these kids or, you know. And if they're in an abandoned campground, why was they there? Who snuck them into this abandoned campground? Why was they even on the campground? It's abandoned. That means there probably was locks and chains up. How'd y'all get, get through the chains and stuff? Why was y'all even at this campground for this girl to get killed and end up in a cabin? So... That was my other thought, <laughs> my other thought, but I like the setting. I mean, she did a great job with describing the setting and the activities that was going on. You, even if, even in each person's point of view, you were in their, their headspace. So you knew how they feel, how they were going to react. And they, everybody's personalities were totally different. So you got who each person was, who each character was. So she did a great job with that as well. And I believe it was well-written. Um, like I said, I was able to connect with the characters and which is unusual for me because normally it's, um, there's a character that I just can't stand or I don't want to, I want them like, to get kicked out of the, the crew or, but with this book, I connected to all the characters. So even the ones that were rude, like Bradley, he was, oh my God, if I can say it, he was a douche in this, um, in this book, but I still liked his character because I mean, he was, he was arrogant and he didn't care what people thought about him. Um, and then there was Grayson. Grayson really didn't care about who, what people thought about him either, but he had that hard exterior when he needed to. And then he had that soft interior when he was around Brooklyn. Um, but he put, you know, his guard up and he had that, that macho man type thing going on when he was around other people, especially if they were trying to do something to Brooklyn or hurt Brooklyn. He did stand up for her, you know, and didn't mind going toe to toe with people if they said something to her or tried to hurt her in any kind of way. And then you have her, her friends that was just, you know, you had the one friend that's just out there. 
that's willy-nilly and just out there, likes the boys, wants to be the center of attention. You have those kind of characters too. So you have like a well-rounded um, class of, of characters in the book, which I liked. And I will say that Deadly Secrets by Julie M. Scott is worth reading. It's worth reading. And I do know that she's got a um, second book coming out in this series. This is book one. Let me make sure. Yes, this is book one. And the next book is titled Deadly Lies. And the reason why I'm going to pick up this book is the tag. Deadly Lies. Five teenagers, endless lies. They won't all make it out of high school alive. Now tell me, with that tag, you know you want to read that book. <laughs> you know you want to read that book. And I'm going to be all forward. Um, I think it comes out this month, July. I think it comes out, it either came out today, July 18th, as I'm recording this, or it comes out next week. I can't remember, but I'm definitely going to order it because I want to know what else these students are going to get into. Now, I don't know if the book, if the second book is going to carry on with these particular students or it might carry on with additional students that go to the school. I'm not quite sure about that. I will figure that out once I get my copy in for that particular book. But that is the conclusion on our discussion for Deadly Secrets by Julie M. Scott. And before we wrap up, you already know, I like to share a little bit about the author. Now, Julie M. Scott wrote her first mystery story in fifth grade, and it inspired a lifelong love of writing. After a slight career detour as a lawyer, she now enjoys spending her days spending entertaining mysteries with engaging characters, which they are. Julie enjoys writing edgy mysteries and thrillers for young adults. Aside from reading and writing, she enjoys learning new hobbies, fixing things around the house before inevitably calling in the professionals, and crafting the perfect cup of coffee. I know that's right, the perfect cup of coffee. You can connect with Julie and sign up for her newsletter at juliemscott.com. That way you keep up with her new books coming out and all the knows and all the news about Julie. Now her books can be purchased on Amazon, and I want to thank you for tuning in to episode 102, Daily Secrets by Julie M. Scott. And remember, if you would like to suggest an indie book or Arthur to be featured, feel free to email me at arthurtabeasley at gmail.com. And don't forget to connect with A Reader's Book Corner on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at A Reader's BC. Until next time, happy reading. Mm-hmm.